Hey up, I'm Nathan Human, and welcome to the first episode of the Biscuit Reviews on its own channel. Many thanks if you're here from the Humanish podcast, and for those of you who have already found these episodes as just the Biscuit Reviews, I salute you. You know what, let's leap right in with a double bill of secrets being revealed. Vary McFarlane's latest novel, Between Us, delivers romance and comedy as it asks, what would you do if a secret is betrayed in your relationship? Once trust is lost, can it be regained? In the BBC radio series, People Who Knew Me, Rosamund Pike plays a character who already knows what the secret is in her past. She faked her own death to escape to a new life. Okay, look, uh, confession time. I have been a slightly embarrassing fanboy cheerleader of Vary McFarlane's fiction since her debut, You Had Me At Hello, in 2012. She was generous enough to chat to me for a previous podcast, and I was trying to find the original correspondence for that conversation, but all I could find was a gushing message I'd sent after reading and loving her second novel, Here's Looking At You. So look, Yes, I'm a massive fan, having read all of her books, and she is on the list of authors that I now know when a new book is released, I need to put aside a day or two, as once I open the front cover, not much is going to get done until I've turned the last page. So did Between Us live up to my great expectations? Secondary English teacher, Roisin Walters, is somewhat of a curiosity at her school, not just because of her burgundy hair, but also because her long-time boyfriend is a famous TV writer with a line of duty-type smash hit behind him and a much-hyped risque new show on the way. He will be joining her and four of their best friends at a country mansion for a weekend party to celebrate one of their group's birthday and see the premiere of this new show. In the film version, and look, due to McFarlane's crisp descriptions, I find it impossible to not picture it as if it's filmed. All of this would be done over the opening credits with a catchy and cool soundtrack. Oh, and for what it's worth, I'd cast Holiday Granger as Rasheen. What genre do we normally get at country mansions with a group of friends or family? A whodunit. Well, in that vein, we get a healthy serving of clues here as to possible cracks in different relationships as dinner is prepared. Once drinks and food are served, it's onto the main course and a quick sequence of events that set up the main storylines, headlined by Why did Rasheen's boyfriend take a secret part of her life and put it on screen? Rasheen must deal with her issues of trust as she plays detective, delving into her and her boyfriend's past and what's happened in their relationship. At the same time, her mum needs her help at the family pub in the country and the threads of family memories are being pulled along with pints and at times it's not clear which is the most bitter. There is attractive assistance at hand saving the pub and its role in the village fate from Matt, the recently self-exiled member of their friendship group who has secrets of his own. As well as the comedy and romance, this book also delivers a thriller aspect, as there's a slight race against time for Rasheen to solve the mystery of what it is exactly that's happened in the past. We dash between locations and storylines, with different characters popping in to help and offer advice, and moments of despair clash with moments of triumph. There's a great ingredient list for stories set in the notional genre, rom-com that allow a writer to kick around the kitchen trying out different combinations and flavours whilst making sure to give you a taste of what you want. 
McFarlane is now an expert chef, and it's like she's mastered the ready-steady-cook format of taking a basic counter of ingredients and whipping up a gourmet delight. One female protagonist whose relationship status is about to get a jolt. One attractive but vaguely sketchy love interest. A punnet of witty and winsome friends. A garnish of contrasting locations. Ready, steady, right. But look, many people try following a recipe and you often end up feeling that something's missing or the flavours are off. McFarlane's skill is her flair for creating flawed but lovable characters that you want to spend time with and care about. And she really hits a spot with the com part of the rom-com. Sharp barbs are traded and gags are so well crafted that I'm often glad I don't read in public due to the proper laughs this book elicits. Between Us navigates sensitively but candidly through a raft of issues and themes from gaslighting and fidelity to mental health and female solidarity, as well as how we decide what is public and private in our lives. It also revisits a theme of McFarlane's work, grief. Not just for people we lose, but for parts of our life we lose, or even the idea we had of others. Letting go can be hard, but taking the next step in moving on is often harder. But Between Us is also a tremendously hopeful story, with characters confronting and dealing with the messy, complicated aspects of life that makes finishing the final page and leaving them behind a little easier. My biscuit rating for Between Us is a Libnitz milk chocolate. Oh, a welcome treat that you know will deliver in every area and make you feel better. Also, they go well with your tea when you start reading this during the day, but also with the wine you swap to later when you still haven't put the book down. You can find all the links to Vi McFarlane's books on the episode page at thebiscuitreviews.co.uk. Do you have a book, TV show or podcast that you think is a bit of an overlooked gem? It doesn't have to be a recent release, just something that you find yourself recommending to people. If so, why not get in touch and share it with The Biscuit Reviews? You could send in a written comment on what makes it stand out or record a voice note or get in touch and we can have a natter for a future show. Message me via thebiscuitreviews.co.uk or ping me on social media. Links at the website and in the show notes. If you could leave behind your life and become someone new, would you do it? What about using an international tragedy to cover your escape from your husband and running away with your unborn child? 14 years after faking her own death on 9-11, Connie is living in LA with her teenage daughter and when she is diagnosed with cancer, she's confronted with the consequences of her secret past. I'm going to be a little bit vague with the plot details for the BBC drama People Who Knew Me, as I think the less you know, the more you'll get drawn into this powerful audio drama. With three strands of a story all teasing what's going to happen next, the 10-15 minute long episodes zip along gaining momentum and upping the stakes. A top cast and an evocative soundscape bring the emotions and suspense expertly to your ears, and it made me feel like I was right there more than most dramas. Sometimes it was uncomfortable to be right there, and I'll give you a heads up right from the beginning that at times this is quite graphic and the language would get a 15 rating so maybe not ideal for the school run in the morning. If the setup in People Who Knew Me is reminiscent of a Hollywood drama, then it has an A-list cast to match. Rosamund Pike is Connie, who we are introduced to living in LA as she adapts to her cancer diagnosis. Through her, to begin with reluctant, conversations with fellow patient Hugh Laurie, 
we begin to realise that worrying about her future is possibly preferable to confronting her past. People who knew me think I'm dead, is the opening line we hear from Connie as she addresses Emily, the person she used to be, when she feels compelled to revisit her actions of 14 years ago. This effective device of talking to her past self helps both us the listener and Connie the character. For us, we can all maybe relate to referring to our past selves as if they are a different person. Alright, granted, me thanking past me for remembering to buy wine is a little bit different to this situation, and helps us understand the distance Connie has put between her new and old life. And it also helps Connie deal with the guilt of her choice. It wasn't me, it was her. Look at the life she had, the decisions she made. I'm the one who has made a new life. This unpacking of her previous life as a one-sided conversation with her past self is the first of the three strands. We are the other side of the divide in the confessional box. As Connie talks to Emily about the build-up to the day, everyone thinks she died. And through reliving the past explains, well, justifies, what she did. She is no easy-to-warm-to likeable protagonist, but she is very real. So real, in fact, that I did at one point forget it was a drama and became convinced it was based on a true story. The descriptions of a life that is so evidently disappointing were unexpectedly moving. Many people just deal with the indigestion of disappointment with a dose of wine or screen therapy and get on with it. But not Emily. Connie peels back Emily's work, family and personal ups and downs, and we inch closer and closer to our answer to, but what made this woman run away? Back in the present, the second strand has Rosamund Pike imbuing Connie with a weary yet angry denial of what she is facing. Will the treatment work? The light to this shade comes in the form of Sonny Paul, voiced with real bounce and heart by Hugh Laurie. At first, he is firmly given the cold shoulder, but gradually, Connie thaws and one of the most heart-wrenching scenes underpins the third strand. What, if anything, is Connie going to tell her daughter about her health and her past? because we find out quickly that Connie's daughter, Claire, has no idea that there is a secret other life her mother has hidden from her. Can she now risk leaving her daughter with no family? Or is the risk that by revealing the truth, she will lose her anyway? The three strands are expertly and evenly interwoven together, and the picture of a woman dealing with the one decision she made years ago, that felt like the only choice she had left, is revealed. Each strand is at risk of fraying your nerves and I was genuinely unsure about what was going to happen at every step of the way. Despite the at times sombre or troubling plot, there were moments I was caught unaware by an involuntary laugh at humour found in unexpected places, something I've learned to cherish over the last three years. Based on the novel of the same title by Kim Hooper, this adaption is honed into a sleek emotional thriller by writer-director Daniela Isaacs. I wasn't surprised to find, in my little bit of digging, that Isaacs has previously written for the stage, as there is a real flow to the dialogue and the use of sound as a stage. It starts bare and is only encroached on by something necessary to move the story on or reveal a feeling, a thought. So the dialogue is given uncluttered space and pauses, and then coloured by relevant ambient sounds such as a closing door acting as punctuation. Metaphorical as well as real doors opening and shutting is very much a theme, and it will have you questioning what choices you would make in a similar situation. One choice I implore you to make is to seek out this excellent show. People Who Knew Me is available now on BBC Sounds and all good podcast providers. My biscuit rating for People Who Knew Me is chocolate rounds. They feel luxurious and a treat, and you're not sure you deserve their quality, but you do.
savour it, and enjoy the combination of tastes. Now, I mentioned these biscuits to someone the other day, and I had to show them a picture as they didn't know what I meant. So, if you're not sure, there's a picture at thebiscuitreviews.co.uk, or, you know, Google it. They are round with a hole in the middle shortcake. Oh my, the crunch is great. Biscuit covered in cement-thick chocolate. Top-tier biscuit. Coming up on the next two episodes, we go sci-fi. First with a TV double bill, with Silo on Apple TV and The Peripheral on Prime. That will be followed by two science fiction books and, fingers crossed, the first guest will join me on The Biscuit Reviews. So make sure you're subscribed and following on your social media poison of choice. All links are available at thebiscuitreviews.co.uk. And if you'd like to leave a review at Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, please do. Thanks for listening. I'm off for a brew and a bicky. Until next time, cheerio. Thank you.